0: Today is Monday, June 26, 2017. This is episode 42 of Maelstrom Radio.
1: Maelstrom Radio.
0: with your host, Flattis
1: and Schindler.
0: Welcome to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Flatis with me. As always, this host finally unlocked the faster mount speed of the new housing district. You can say he's gonna be gone, he's gonna be Shirogane in 60 seconds. It's what Fla- Damn it! It was so
1: good! You almost yeah, had that so one. it was no. a good one. No, fuck it, hold on. No, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. we had no. to start the episode already. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> And welcome to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Flytis.
0: With me as always, <laughs> this host unlocked faster mount speed in the new housing disting- district. I guess you could say he's going to be Shirogane in 60 seconds. It's Shin. Nailed it.
1: Nailed it <laughs> the second try. try. I mean, to be fair, it took two times to do the welcome into the podcast and two times due to do the intro. This is like twice the episode.
0: Yeah, just, it's a lot.
1: 42 is did special. Did you not Did you not read the title of the episode? T- don't panic. Don't, don't calm, call, don't calm down. Panic. Uh, no Chili, We don't fix things like this in post. No, I it could It makes it much more realistic.
0: Yeah, I could fi- I could fix it in post, but We're we're, we're
1: our comedy is just so so palpable like for previous examples there is the episode we don't talk about which is still fully able for you all to listen to but it is a horrid horrid mess of screeching Mm -hmm. we put it
0: up though we did it was a learning experience if anything we listen when i sell people we have
1: put everything since then we have never had a worse episode it's true it's
0: also because we spent a lot of money and i spent a lot of time (laughs) fixing things and making sure things worked
1: Except, uh,
0: you know, our recorder, which now works, so,
1: you know. No, chill, it wasn't your show. No. When you guys were on, we had fixed most of those problems. It's true.
0: I'm over, I would listen, like, over here, after that show, it was all, like, me over here work, doing this, just working on my stuff. But it's a whole new world out there. These kids are talking in terms we don't understand. They're in front of their video boards. I was in front of my video board, <laughs> fixing it all so uh but that's not why you're here you're not here to talk about us the background and how we record a podcast you're here because that's the pre-show yeah that is the pre-show you're here because we do a show called maelstrom radio which is a final fantasy 14 podcast so that means we talk about final fantasy final fantasy (laughs) it's true yeah
1: we use our video boards to talk about final fantasy
0: final fantasy final fantasy (laughs) all right all right so let's get started uh so just to let you all know out there is our lovely background is uh kugane we we got to the top of the tower we'll get more on that uh first uh fc news uh, it's uh, kugane at night it's, yeah it's kugane at night it's after dark here with uh kugane it was <laughs> in and chat what did i just walk into i we're not sure at the
1: moment we're not sure uh, don't worry we're still above the line today
0: Yeah, so far. Uh, you know. If anything, we probably hit the improbability drive (laughs) before we started this show. (laughs) This is gonna be a great episode. Anyway, uh, our FC news, uh, so, uh, Gain just keeps, just keeps getting people. I, like, uh, people are messaging me, I had two, uh, three new people join. They messaged me, like, hey, I've heard about your FC, I'm not happy with mine, and listen, I, I'm not here to talk ill will on other fcs but i have a like so far i've heard like hey no everyone left for warcraft or nobody's here playing with me anymore i heard about you guys you know i heard you know and then i tell them like well do you how did you hear about us
1: (laughs) and most of the lucky half you you on like Balmung or one of the other servers experiencing insanely high q time i think the most time we ever had to wait was like 15 minutes it was like 600 people yeah. And that was like launch day. Friday, Saturday.
0: It's true. So uh but people are joining us. Uh we're we're starting at the FC static. The the post is up. We got people signing up so far. I don't know if I saw Shin's name on it yet, but I'm sure he'll he will tinker and put out his white mage or whatever healer he wants to heal with to heal. <laughs> um so, yeah, it's going good, uh, and, uh, that's Garuda Gang. so, uh,
1: you
0: know. <laughs> anyway, let's get into, uh, let's get into some news. So, uh, so if you've been hiding under a rock, or, or deep in a well someplace, I guess, uh, Stormblood launched this past week, and, uh, if you weren't watching one of our streams... Of us doing stuff, you were probably playing the game, and we wouldn't blame you because it's fantastic. Uh, uh, so, but that doesn't mean that there is later. Yeah, uh, that doesn't mean there isn't any news to talk about. There is some news out there, shockingly. Uh, the there uh, fantasy Square Enix is running. Hey, jeez, I don't know what's going on. Square Enix is running another uh, welcome back campaign between uh, June nineteenth. So it's already just it's already started, and it's ending July twentieth. So if you have friends and they're like, I don't know, I've been hearing good things about Stormblood, and you're like, go back to the game. And they have them come back. Let them try it out. Uh, also, <laughs> Fly the Falcon campaign.
1: <laughs> I'm all for this. I love this idea. There are so many things wrong with this campaign. No,
0: here... <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, purchase and register a copy of Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood and subscribe to at least 90 days of playtime, which that's fine. Uh,
1: that's excluding. Pre- Basically, if you sub for 90 days sometime between now and end of August. Yeah, and you'll get them. Which means so if you're playing for the entire period, you will be guaranteed to meet these requirements.
0: Yeah, and even if you're like time, like if you're somewhere, if you fall in the middle and like you'll fall a few days short, they'll round you out to get the mount. So it's not. Don't worry about that. They they have a little disclosure, like hey, don't worry, we'll we'll round up or down to make sure that you'll get the mount as well. So, um, I I think the mount's cool looking. I mean, it looks like a. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? you look at the mount, you it just... What? It looks like a- a uh, what? It, it, Alright, so if you guys haven't seen the mount, it looks like a vibrator. Just say, Just say. Once you see this, it's a terrible, terrible idea. At first, I was like, hey Shin, that thing looks like a vibrator. Shin's like, why did you ruin it for me?
1: You can't unsee it. It's terrible.
0: <laughs> you can't, it's great. And the best part is, is that it's got wheels on the ground, helicopters in the sky, and then, like, little
1: sub in the water. I like the concept of it having three different modes for land, sea, and air. Yes. Uh, mostly because we haven't really seen that with mounts prior. Like, all the flying mounts we've seen have basically the same animations underwater, which, yeah. from a development perspective, is really good. But this is kind of cool that we could have different versions of mounts for different... Uh, Yeah, I would enjoy that immensely. It just would be a lot better if I could choose a slightly different design. Maybe put like little fins on the sides or something.
0: Yeah, like little... Give it something. Give it something. I'm so sorry. I I I fucking ruined that mount for everybody. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's chat there.
0: Uh, it goes well with my ghost oh yeah, it does. You can actually you what you should do is get a bunch of people together. Uh some people in the rockets I, and then other mm. people
1: No? <laughs> do we really wanna pass that line this close to
0: the beginning? <laughs> oh no. Oh,
1: I sweet. know exactly where you are going because I went the same direction. I was <laughs> like, "Oh, I got good screen." No, no, let's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not
0: do get, that. Get the Ralgar Reach, like Fat Chocobo lineup, some of those things. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV will be at Japan Expo in Paris, France. Uh, out there. <laughs> What, Paul Metal, don't steal our ideas. They are trademarked. Everything on this show is trademarked.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you give us credit, then by all means.
0: Yeah, and then we won't, we won't sue you for candy. I don't know. Like, some of our,
1: like, one of our greatest ideas, which was the the Doss, the cyborg olifel that was Klaus who put it together.
0: Yeah. From Phoenix down. Show me the paperwork. We got paperwork. <laughs> we have
1: recordedness.
0: Yeah. Ish. Listen, I live in America. Anything's anything is game at this point. This place is, fucking, it's like the fucking Thunderdome in this bitch. Two men enter, one man leaves. Uh, so yeah, so uh, if you're gonna be at Japan Expo in Paris, you can get an I beat Lakshmi or I beat Sazana shirt or both. So, you know, congrats to them. I still have yet to get my I beat Proto Ultima shirt. Okay then one day.
1: We did. One day. I was on the ground most
0: of the time, but we beat it. We beat it. It's true. We were there. Um so uh in a it's a bit of sad news. Uh I, and I messaged him directly the other day, uh, to give him my condolences because I know it's hard to uh to lose somebody. But uh Scarlet uh on Twitter, uh who right is a freelancer a freelance writer for IGN for Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh mm-hmm. he's been on uh uh phoenix down radio uh he's a great guy very funny um his his grandmother passed and uh we want to send him our condolences uh because losing a family member is never easy um you know he told me she was 93 so she had a very full life uh but it is you know it's it sucks it sucks losing somebody so uh it's hard to hear and uh yeah like like I said man if you ever if you ever just need to laugh or you ever just want to hang out our our discord's open, so you're always welcome to hang out with us if you need need your get your mind off stuff so and that goes for anybody out there <laughs> um just you know it's on our it's on our twitter well and if you if you don't have twitter, you can email us we'll send you the link you can get in there
1: <clears throat>
0: um yeah everybody in chat uh everybody in chat's uh sending uh sad faces and all sorts of stuff. I'm not. I'm not sure what the other stuff is. I'm just gonna. Um. I yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um. So let's talk Stormblood. Let's get in there. So all of our talks will be spoiler free. Um. Oh, I see. I see now. Thanks, Shin. Shin sent me a message that everyone's pressing F to, uh, pay respects. so. Sorry to let you know. Just let you know.
1: There's no way you can actually say that verbally without it sounding terrible.
0: Yeah, I know. It sounds not great. It no. does sound terrible, but I'm sure they mean it in the best- <laughs> The best- I'm sure- I agree. I'm sure they I'm sure mean the best. i sure the intention's best. there. Yes. I'm I'm starting to question the type of people that come out and listen to our show. Starting to question it. Unfortunately, I think most of them are people we know and gone on their shows. I don't know. Maybe we need to move to the suburbs and meet people. Um. All right. Our first impressions. Uh. My our first impressions of Stormblood overall will be spoiler free. Uh. Next week will be our spoiler cast, but we'll base that on other community shows, we don't want to be the guys that come out there and start busting out spoils and be like, you guys are assholes, like, we're sorry and no, and but if somebody else, like, breaks that bridge if everybody else is breaking that, like, seal then we'll fly th- through together because I'm sure Shen and I have probably very differing opinions about the story and everything else, but let's, uh
1: Usually, as a rule of thumb, the community kind of leaves about two weeks or so from when the content's released until the time that we spoil it. So that's roughly what we're kind of adhering to. The unspoken rule between the uh, podcasting community, yeah,
0: <clears throat> mostly all the community really. But uh, so let's jump into let's jump into the zones because I think we got a wait, wait, don't
1: don't you want to do first impressions? Oh,
0: like just our first like general impressions of like the game itself. Like, are, are we talking about? Yeah,
1: I mean. Like overall, what did you think of Stormblood? Man, we have both finished it finally.
0: We did. I I I am very <laughs> This is going to sound so weird. I will say that Stormblood is probably my favorite Final Fantasy game, and I'm saying this since probably 8. And 8 I I liked but not as much as seven, so I which I'm not saying seven, like I'm just saying like I liked I'm like one of those people that actually liked it, but it's not like my favorite Final Fantasy. But damn if Stormblood isn't fucking kinda great. <laughs> like just the way they handled it was beautifully done. Um yeah, after Rob Bonnie X. Loved it. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm not going to say, like, we're not going to talk about the early access part because we did find out later that was due to DDOS, uh, DDoS, and sometimes you don't find about that shit. It's like you can't know about that shit until sometimes later.
1: If it's You have no idea that you you can't expect a DDoS attack in order yeah. to uh, play in your game but to be fair and to give them a lot of credit even talking to a lot of uh, a few people at work and stuff about this uh for their servers to be as solid as they were on friday and saturday and sunday uh while they were experiencing this DZOS attack yes there was a whole bunch of people that couldn't experience certain content but uh in the other case like for everything else to be up that is huge kudos to their networking team and their development staff
0: and probably uh a big um up to the the new uh, server, uh, uh, server banks, and the new uh, tech that they went to, um, I'm pretty sure that helped in a lot of ways. But it still sucked. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like I know, understand. Like a lot of people took time off work, like took the weekend off to do that stuff, and and they couldn't get past it until like late, maybe mid Sunday, early Monday morning. So it does bite. I understand, but
1: I, I do have a big caveat with this in that it's early access. It's before everyone goes on and you know there's going to be a spike of people going on. If you're expecting to have perfect experiences on day one, don't take that day off. Yeah. You should know better first anything that you have. Whenever something launches, whether it's the latest game, whether whether it's a new game, whether it's an existing game, whether it's a DLC patch, whatever, you know that those servers are going to get hammered on day one. There's always going to be a problem.
0: I'm glad you just kept to the video games because you're like when something launches I'm like like childbirth <laughs> like, But you suck the video games Usually
1: but. usually launch and childbirth are not two <laughs> words I put together I mean
0: <laughs> I don't know since <laughs> the science not there yet <laughs> Houston, it's a girl.
1: You know, I think I'd probably go with something along the lines of Houston, we have a problem if my child was launching. (laughs)
0: That bias again, no, I don't want to. I don't want to say it. Listen, I don't need
1: lawsuits, (laughs) I don't need any sort of lawsuits or a group. I'm on list already, all right? I'm pretty sure I'm on the list. You, You have to remember. That Flatus is from the US where there are lists and can probably get sued. Yeah. All of us who don't live in the US are a little bit more able to... Uh... Something wrong with that boy. <laughs> some, Something some some wrong with that boy.
0: Yeah, it's about right. That's probably a good way to describe something wrong with me. Uh, So, yes, overall... Overall, uh... Sword there was bl-
1: quest text, I think, in... In Stormblood, something about like a bouncing baby. There was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was from, but I do remember that. And I was like, maybe we'll find it for Spoiler Cast because that was great. Mm-hmm. But it was very, very early on in the, the quest line. So yeah. I feel like most people that shouldn't, we don't even know what it's from. So it's not really spoilery now.
0: I don't know what's going on with Paul Metal and Chad. It's like, I'm fucking done. I quit podcasting now. <laughs> it's
1: okay when you launch your next one.
0: <laughs> just, like, just know that we'll be there. <laughs> Alright, um, so I, I will say this, uh, that compared over to a realm Born and Heavensward, this felt the most Final Fantasy, and that is something Yoshi P did make a mention of, yet again, I, I brought this up so many times, but he did make a mention of it at our FanFest and other FanFests, that this was going to be... The dungeons, the the zones, the story was going to be more Final Fantasy centric, and it was, it was where I feel like Heaven's Word was more about Estinian and like we. I don't want to say we necessarily played a bigger back seat. Like I don't want to say we're, we're entirely in the back seat, but I felt Estinian and um, our other Ysail. yeah Ysail... And Alphano were more of the main characters, and we were just there along for that ride. Where I felt like, even though this was Lisa's, uh, um, which I'm going to say her name. This, this is yeah, we, we've already been in, we've passed yeah. the spoilers for Lisa. Yeah, so Lisa, this is Lisa's story. I feel that this was also a lot. I felt more involved with the story because I had more options to choose dialogue. I had like way more than I did in Heaven's Word or Realm Reborn. Like, I felt way more. Like, I felt a connection with Like, I came. I'll, I I am gonna keep it spoiler free. I'm just saying there was this part where I felt a connection with Yugiri, and that's all I'm saying. Like I felt like as a character, i mean I may be married to her. I don't even know yet. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened, but I don't know. I may be marrying Yugiri. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying, I don't know. Uh, oh god, chili chat. Oh god, we'll go around and be just me. <laughs> uh yeah, exactly. Uh, Vladimir in chat. Not sure if that's Putin or <laughs> some guy just named Vladimir, but uh, immersion was cranked up. Yes, uh, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, the immersion in in Stormblood was definitely cranked up. I felt a lot more connection to all the characters this time around. Like I didn't feel like there was a character where I was like, "Eh, I can give a take that character." I felt m- way more in tune. Like even the bad guys, like I like I generally like dislike them. Not in a, I don't like the bad guys, but like generally just I dislike them because of the way they.
1: They acted. so There were certain uh, duties and cutscenes that were very, very satisfying. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, there was. Very, very much. Uh, but like on the other hand, I don't know if this is necessarily because we haven't had a major story point at this point. Like Stormblood is fresh. It's new. We did that entire storyline. Uh, we've only been invested in it for just over a week now. Uh, if you were involved with early access. So we really haven't had the time to um, get to know what's going on or to get involved with anything major or long-term. I do find that there were a few times during Heavensward, particularly around 3.3 and the Dragon's Song War ending, uh, that felt a little bit more climactic and a little bit more uh, in-your-face than a lot of Stormblood, um, which is kind of hard to compare considering that's one small patch compared to the whole storyline. And there were definitely parts of Stormblood that felt like that. Uh, I do want to say the ending was very, very impactful in terms of... Yeah. I won't say anything for two yeah. a well, I, but I, that ending was something.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, so... I don't want I want I want to save maybe some of this other stuff I want to talk about maybe for next week because that we definitely do that for spoiler cast because I got a huge, huge opinions on this. Oh,
1: oh, oh. there is some stuff, but all right, let's let's I'm glad that uh, we kind of paused and we kind of did most of it together so that we could see it and be like, did, did that just happen? Yeah.
0: It's good because I'm like I start to question things, and he's he's getting it from a like because I've played a lot of Final Fantasy games. So there are some stuff where I'm like, all right, that's very Final Fantasy tropey, but I have to give him I have to give him a lot of credit. Like they did pull
1: a lot of like I don't know if now, the writing was
0: on point, but it's just so good.
1: <laughs> One thing that I did find that was a lot different with this expansion was that, at least in my opinion, there was a lot more cutscene. It was used very well, and it told a lot of story. And maybe this has to do with uh, the way that we've done, or that we've, we've seen Final Fantasy in the past. Maybe this is more Final Fantasy esque. But there was a lot more cutscenes I found throughout this whole uh, storyline. So it, it made the whole experience more cinematic, while not really. I, roughly, the number of quests is similar to previous expansions.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh... It was, uh... it was solid. It was just solid overall. Like it really was. Like I was a little going. In, I think a lot of us were going into this expansion were really worried about where it was going to head, even story wise. But uh, so let's uh. But I, you know what? Like I'm just gonna save it for next week because I think we can we expand a lot of that on any of those thoughts next week. So let's let's go through uh the zones. Uh first first and foremost we walk, we go through We leave the Shroud and we enter uh Castrum Oriens,
1: right? Is that my right? Gear, yeah. I don't I don't wanna to go too much into the specific spots because the zone is Girabagna.
0: Yeah, so we'll just say Girabagna because we don't want to like yet again we're trying not to name like specific zones yet again—that's very actually—and the reason being is because a lot of it is spoiler, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody that's listening to this. That you're still going through the story, so I don't want to ruin anything for you guys. We probably shouldn't do necessarily the order either. I can I can switch it up. Don't worry. Yeah, let's just
1: let's go through zone by zone. Okay. So you, you can start with Garbanya.
0: Uh, Garbanya. Uh, Middle Eastern influence, I like that. I uh, I think, w- very, uh, although the desert, <laughs> I didn't feel, I think it was still beautiful. I don't know why. Like, I still felt like the zone was really nice. Um, I felt like it was, the architecture, like, when we got to architecture, it was beautifully done. Um, <laughs> I was pronouncing it like gear. Is it not pronounced like gear? Did I, did I not say gearabanya. It's gear right? Yeah.
1: That that's what I thought. That that was my impression.
0: Not euro like not it's like Euro, right? The Eurobon Eurobanya? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's gear. Uh Tarangi Canyon? Yes. Uh Chili in chat. Like, yeah, exactly. Very like it made me feel like there was like this open world out there, and there was more. It it also something I want to point out that I, I, it's, uh, I can't say because it it's story related, but it's just it's it was interesting. It makes me think that there's more hidden things in this world, um, than we we are we are aware of, um so uh then we can move on to uh the locks which were it was really cool yet again oh uh do you have anything on Garabanya yourself like <laughs> just skip it I, over. i thought
1: garabana was kind of interesting like the way that they did the um layout for it was different like it, it is you're coming from uh east shroud there right into garabana which we know that whole uh region is much more um Dry, much more desert like. Um, but, but it's a really interesting transition because they're going from the shroud, which is a really, really heavy, dense forest, into this uh, more barren world. Not to say it's barren, but it, it's interesting to see how they do kind of those more desert like zones. Uh, because it is kind of hard if you just have a whole bunch of desert out there it's not really interesting but they managed to do the whole transition uh, plus add a lot of cool little features and uh, landmarks to the area yeah and
0: you can like and the, the some of the attention to detail was like walking through and seeing the forest fade into the desert like it wasn't just like you walk through and instantly desert um like there was this this like you could tell like a transition very very much a transition, which I enjoyed. I think that was a nice um like it's the little things when it, it like you and some people may have not even realized that, but like you start to realize like, oh wait, we're still some forest, and all of a sudden it just it tapers off into the desert, um, which I enjoyed. Um the locks I found really cool because it was just like this salt. <laughs>
1: field i guess uh covered in it's really what it was and jokes aside from all of that it was a really interesting architectural zone to the point of i didn't like it because of all of the hard areas to kind of get to at time but in terms of exploring and finding different things i think it was really well put together yes and and one of the things that uh they did experiment with and this isn't really spoilery but because we know that this came as part of the expansion um just like they did in heaven's word with a lot of the uh, zone movement was linked to flying that was the new thing that they launched with that the we had cloud or uh the sea of clouds and all those different areas that focused a lot on flying getting between the different islands uh we got in this expansion swimming and they did focus a lot on swimming not to the degree that they put swimming everywhere, but to the degree that it kind of let them play with it as a mechanic to see what kind of works and what doesn't.
0: Yeah, uh, which I, I like. It was it really interestingly in the locks.
1: And yeah. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Um, so we, we can go ahead and move to the Azim steps, steep steps, some of those steps. Steps. Uh, if you played World of Warcraft, this reminds me this place reminds me of De Grand, uh, which was this beautiful open zone, green rolling hills. just a beautiful just I wanted to live there. like I just wanted to put up a little shack out near like a little riverbed and just be like this is where I'm living out the rest of my days. <laughs> Nobody bother me. I'm moving over here. Um, it was just gorgeous. It was just uh, there was one point uh, where the fog rolled in. I was out uh, uh, on a hill, and the fog rolled in. And I posted that uh, screenshot on my Twitter. That the the fog. I mean, it could be my PC, and I have a higher end graphics card, and maybe like I don't know if it looked different on a lower end PC. There wouldn't be as thick as fog, but to see like this open zone, like you could see. I mean, if you have a good distance, you could see from one end of the zone to the other. And you could see pretty far, but when the fog rolled in, I couldn't see maybe f- f- digitally five feet in front of my character, uh, like what what the zone would be around the fog area. And I thought that was really interesting, that like how weather affected that zone. So, um, but beautiful, um, like I said, very very hilly, very just interesting interesting
1: area. I found that it should be, especially for a steps st- style zone like just that geography is really interesting and seeing how they kind of made again the landmarks part of the the way that they've introduced things how you kind of went across everything uh it seems to be something that they're doing with a lot of these zones is giving them multiple styles almost like it, we could definitely see this in uh the zoom steps where we kind of have that whole steps uh ecosystem where it's lots of planes but there's also uh, mountainous regions or the cliffs. And there's also, uh, yeah, our video is broken right now.
0: It's fine. It's fixed now.
1: Okay. Uh, and then you have, uh, other areas that are kind of linked like the Azim steps on the map. They're linked to, or is directly beside a huge desert. And you do see that as part of the zone.
0: Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And plus I can tell that the, the steps is very like, some of the architecture was very Tibetan. Um,
1: well, it's that whole concept of... Okay, I... I actually, we, we do know this. Like it's the whole concept of the nomadic tribes that live there.
0: Almost Nepal. Like, I would almost say, like, even, like, like you could look at Nepal, and, and you could see, like... I, I'm... I, it's, I, it's that nomad feel. Yeah. And it's it, beautiful. Like, just, just gorgeous sound. Gorgeous. Uh next up Yangsha. I'm pretty sure I'm still murdering that name. But uh is right. I like Yangsha. I did. I liked I like that even I I don't want to say story wise, but I like how they had set it up. Um but I Yet again, it's uh more traditional in the zones like uh, this is where we see like the like the rice fields and uh like some I would say, like, instead of it being more of, like, a city, this was very much like the country we were in this time. Um, Like, green rolling hills, uh, somewhat mountainous.
1: I think this is a really interesting zone, just because, uh, like, a lot of times in MMOs, they try to make the zone very, very interesting in itself. And, really, this isn't a zone that stands out. There's nothing terribly... there's some really cool things that are in the zone and visually it's amazing, but really this is kind of a, this is here, here's like a a place or a town and there's villages and there's people living on the outside, like outskirts of the villages. And they have rice fields, as you say, like this is roughly what it would kind of look like. And they didn't really care about so much like, Oh, where's mob placement? Where's this? Like it it just, it feels more like a natural uh, place where people would inhabit. Yeah. So, uh, like, if you if we didn't have any story in any of this, I don't think this would fit so well into the game. But because of the story and because of how the whole backstory plays, uh, it's a very very interesting uh, experience. Yes.
0: Uh, There's one section of Young's that I really liked, and I want to call it. I want to say it's the Rainbow Pools, or the Rainbow uh, Chasm, uh, Chasm.
1: Oh, it was at the. Just north of the thing. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Rainbow pools, I think is right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. It, prisms. It, yeah. It, it, if, you, if you guys don't know why they call it that. Take your character. Get on your mountain fly straight up in the area. And look down. And it's gorgeous. It like. It's this. Like I said. Yet again. Going back. It's those little touches of detail. Like. Oh. That's cool. I wonder why they call it that. You may not even like. Running through there and questing. You don't notice it. But it took me like stopping. And trying to do the fox. Foxy lady, get
1: let me touch on that. Spoilers. (laughs) Uh, I can't tell everyone what the fox says yet.
0: uh, But uh, it took me, and then I looked down. I was like, "That's really cool." Like it's just, it's just these beautiful, like little, like pools of rainbow going into the center. It was just gorgeous, just gorgeous sound. Um, Move on to the Ruby C. Another like, I don't know what they did to make sunsets so beautiful (laughs) but they
1: nailed it Uh, this one was really really interesting to me because really the part of the zone like it's the ruby sea the majority of this zone is water and really if you look at this zone from above land it's very boring there's almost nothing to do above land it's very barren uh there's a couple little outposts or areas that you kind of would be interested in but for the most part it's a very uninspiring zone but there's the sea. Yeah. Well, there, and I'll leave it at that because the sea is awesome. The, the sea Maybe this this sounds particular. Yeah.
0: I will say there are two landmarks that really stick out here to me. Uh, one is the Jenga Tower, uh, which, by all means, I still truly believe that the guy guarding it says he's like, "You you have no business here, leave." I really do believe that's our next uh our our deep dungeon. There's no way. That tower is above the flying part of the zone. I'm just saying, it's very odd, it's very odd that the guy's sitting there in front of that place says you can't even have access to this thing. Very, like, I'm just saying, mm, I feel it, feel it in my bones. Um, also, I wanna say the volcanic... Island. Um... That's re- wolf. The, what?
1: The volcano, what? <laughs> it looks like a dog. The
0: volcano? The volcano looks like a dog? I thought it looked like a bomb. <laughs> no, no, I had it. Huh. See, to me, it looked like one of the bombs. Like, just in a volcano shape. Because it had the open spiky mouth.
1: Spoilers, we can get to this next time.
0: Alright. Um. Alright, so let's move on to Kugane, the new city. Boy, did I love Kugane.
1: <laughs> I think we should kind of hold off on Kugane a little bit, because I believe when we first zoned in their whole the and my entire reaction was just like holy shit, this is wow. The zone is that Kugane is beautiful. Kugane, and yeah. this dark nighttime screenshot is horrible because you can't see how beautiful it is. Yeah, it is. It's a I, great I, screenshot, you just can't tell the beauty in the desk. Yeah, it's
0: oh uh, but even at night, the way it lights up the city's gorgeous. It's <laughs> Like I gotta give him so much credit. Like, don't get me wrong. Ishgard is beautiful, but Ishgard to me is very medieval in its design, so it's very de- it's reserved. I was gonna say depressing, but not like, but no, but it, like, it it should feel that way, right? Like, like Ishgard should feel because of the way.
1: It's not feel depressing.
0: De- really. <laughs> It's constantly snowing, <laughs> it's cold. It has nothing
1: to do with medieval. It has to do with other things.
0: Ugh, well, whatever. It's still depressing. But not like I'm depressed going, I don't know how to, like, the zone just feels very, I don't want to say, like, all right, for example. Oppressive? Mm, yes, we'll go with that, I guess. There's two, like, the upper and lower class. But, Ishgard is subdued. Subdued, yeah. Yeah, subdued. I'll give that.
1: Um, Not oppressive in the social standing, like oppressive, like it's just kind of yeah, like it's always just, bearing down on you.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a very like, guess I'm in Nishgard.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: where Kagane was like, man, it's a bustling city. They they filled it with NPCs. I, I, I love walking around there, I was like, man, this place is full of NPCs, it's great, like, even though I don't think people are, like, alright, if people weren't playing this game and I walked through there as a solo player, I would still think that place is a living city, because there's, I feel there's a lot of people there. Now, Ishgard had a, very, a lot of open, where I didn't feel like there were a lot of people there, like, I found one or two people in some places, or, like, they, can, they congested certain points, but...
1: I think the whole subdued and quiet nature of it also did it, but I think partially as well. uh, When, like, even if it wasn't so subdued, like, I think Square didn't quite have the right number of NPCs around, or it didn't really feel like the city was terribly alive, which kind of played into the whole uh, atmosphere of Heaven's Word with it being very, very uh, dark, or maybe not dark or depressing, but... Uh, A city that's currently at war with or has been at war for hundreds of years, whereas uh, Kugane and Stormblood, they haven't been at war for all these times. They have been um, oppressed to some degree, but they haven't been at war. Kugane in particular, like leaving out the whole Alamico Doma issues, which we're not touching in this podcast because that was 100% of the expansion.
0: Vladimir in chat says, uh, a modeled after the Edo era cities of Japan. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Also, Vladimir, I think may be a history major. i I'm not, not sure. But if you've been watching chat, pretty sure history major or really likes the history channel. one of two things is happening. Not sure. Yet. Um, I mean, it, it's also it's Dr. Who. Also, yeah. also, also Dr. Who fan, So they're okay in my book. <clears throat> <laughs> uh so and plus i will say this you know since we are on kugane do you want to talk about
1: no nope, spoilers
0: all right uh really is that is that down there oh, i was down there probably somewhere um the peaks
1: <laughs> open it's probably my least interesting zone of the expansion
0: I, first time I, I, first time I found out that I could fall off a high place.
1: <laughs> like the peaks kind of felt like it was half-thought of. Like it, it doesn't really. It feels very underutilized. That's what it is. Just... Yes, like there was some important points that were that happened in the peaks, but it doesn't feel like it was used a whole lot. Yeah. Like, not to compare it in the same sense, but kind of like Aziz Law and Heaven's Word, it was this huge, like Aziz Law was this huge sprawling zone with so much going on and it was so interesting and you were there for a total of like 30 minutes as you completed the last bits of the quest line. Like that zone was so heavily underutilized and it could have been so much more. Um, I'm not so sure if the peaks could be the same sort of thing, but I did find it was very underutilized. I will say this,
0: though, the Peaks as a zone, though, has some of the most more interesting architecture. Um, like, it's got the uh, the the pyramid that's both going, uh, like, like going upside down, like, connecting it to it. Like, it's very interesting. There's a lot going on there. I don't think we know yet. I, I think that's more, I, I would say that the Peaks may have more of a story to tell in the forthcoming patches. Um, because I think there's a lot there that we haven't seen yet. I can definitely
1: see that.
0: Did I knock everything out, or did you?
1: Alright, that's good for me.
0: Uh button. Yeah, alright. Uh, and, uh, last but not reach. Last but not I was about to, almost said last but not last reach. Last but not reach. reach. Yeah, last but not reach.
1: Uh, Ralgar's reach. I don't want to go too far into this, because it is fairly integral to the whole storyline. Yes.
0: Uh, what I can and will talk about is that it is probably like, it is we could saf- we could safely say this is I know, I, I, this is not even a spoiler because I think if you've looked at the website you can probably much tell that Kugani's is the city and then that Rogers reaches is your uh, Mordona or your uh, Idle Shire or Idle Shire um, so that being said out of those types of places, like a Mordona or a, a Idle Shire I think Raugur's Reach, to me, pro- I like it a, a lot more. Like, I feel like I'm way more down <laughs> for Raugur's
1: Reach. I don't know why. I just I just dig it. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with rogers Reach and what happens with it now. Yes. Uh, lots of stuff in the story, but yeah, like, it's going to be interesting to see how this progresses like we've uh, seen Mordona go from tent city to bustling little hub we saw Idle Shire go from this little place with goblins to now a fully constructed uh, city effectively
0: Battlemare in chat it's the Final Fantasy version of the Star Wars Rebel base from Empire that's how I feel but you know not wrong it is the also Empire best movie out of (laughs) just saying out of those three Empire was the best one if you want to argue with me that you can tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio another time All right, or at, at Flatus if
1: you just want to argue with me about Star Wars uh so I think we should touch on Dungeons and Trials very very briefly although not in too much detail or anything because there was a lot of stuff in them yeah, there was a lot of story in them, too, so I can't really... Can't both, like... both from like a time perspective in that we are getting close to the time that we should start wrapping things up, and we still have two major, major topics that I really want to discuss. Sure,
0: we can do that. Uh, so we're going to avoid dungeon names. I'm not sure how the hell we're going to do that. <laughs> uh, so, all right, we'll, we'll just...
1: We can Overall, go... dungeons were really, really interesting. I think there was a lot of... Um experimental bits that they did with these dungeons like there were new mechanics and things that i think they were just trying out uh to see what kind of sticks what players have fun with and uh really just to kind of change it up from the existing uh, mechanics and experiences that we've had so far uh like pretty much every other dungeon so far it was very straightforward level design very um railroaded like you go from point a to point b there's no real decision making nothing that's kind of different Uh, but they did introduce some interesting mechanics uh, both in bosses and outside of those bosses and i think they kind of introduced them at very interesting levels so like the earlier dungeons were of course a little bit easier than the later dungeons Um, and i don't know about your experiences as a tank but as a healer i found that the earlier dungeons were a little bit harder especially since i was coming from uh, an excessively overgeared healer at 60 to now effectively at gear or slightly undergeared for these dungeons and i'm not quite ready to uh play. by the time i hit 70 it felt a lot better and doing the 70 dungeons uh i didn't really have any problems with any of the healing but getting up to that point both from having to learn from the class changes and uh the new mechanics and everything just felt a little bit worse same i would uh
0: Early on, I would say because I remember running the first dungeon and and having the issue of holding aggro, um, but as I swapped out gear and, and and got used to my new setup and rotations, um, that that eased. Um, but I agree with you. I think they they are now very much experimenting with uh certain mechanics, bosses and how things are handled which is great. It's things we've talked about on the show a lot. Experiment with the dungeons, make some new cool decisions and and go out there with it because you should. I, I mean uh you need to um because it's you can't have the same thing over and over again. You have to be exper- like experimented with. Like I think the and plus I will say this um the dungeons are way more even though running from point a to point b but way more interactive if that makes any sense like very more very much more cinematic in the feel of them much like the expansion overall like they, that even that even spreads into the dungeons i feel like they're very much more cinematic i feel like the all all of the dungeon is a dungeon like i feel like there's stuff coming there's traps there's thing, like there's just cool like just cool stuff just cool stuff coming at me And it's great, that's a great feeling. If they can keep that momentum with the dungeons and keep going like that in that direction, I'm excited for the future patches and the future dungeons.
1: I think there's definitely some interesting aspects that they've added to dungeons uh, in this expansion, and I hope that they continue uh, changing things and and updating things. There's still a lot that I think they could do with dungeons or dungeon-esque features. Uh, That would make it a little bit more interesting such as we've talked before, like adding puzzles and stuff during dungeons. Uh, we haven't seen anything that's quite that uh, different from the current status quo. So like, I would like to see that still in the future, but there's definitely uh, signs that they are pushing some new ideas into these dungeons. Yeah, which is great. And, and, and and it's nothing that's terrible. It's not. It's not innovative stuff. It, other games have done this, so it's not like they're trying out completely radical ideas. It's just that we are trying, starting to see some of these more uh, unique experiences pop up. Yeah, very much so. Like some of them,
0: like yeah, I've seen in Warcraft, used, uh, but that's that's fine because when I saw them in Warcraft, I was like, that's cool. I think having seen them done here, now there's one boss in one dungeon that. I've I've personally never seen Warcraft has ever really done that. Um I don't I, I don't know how to talk about it. It's McCann, uh, can I talk about it? Can I talk about that one fight?
1: No. Nope. No. Spoiler cast. Damn it. All right. <laughs> Guess the, the one the one complaint that I do have about um, some of these fights is they have started adding more quick time event style maneuvers. And I just think this is a terrible idea overall.
0: I'm okay with it where they're adding them. I uh, Am I a fan of them? Eh. Do I think they're interesting? Yes. Do I think you could probably do it better? Yes. <laughs> I just don't know how. Uh, it's hard because Warcraft does that a lot too, but they give you a button. Instead of it being like a quick time event, it's a you click the button. And then the buttons is the one thing that saves you. I don't know how to make it more. I honestly don't know how to make it more interesting. I I, I just don't know. Um I wish so maybe there was an I like I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm sure someone will figure it out. Not us, but somebody. All right, so uh let's jump into um uh t- t- class changes? Was there anything else left in dungeons?
1: I think that's not too bad of a, an overall thing, but I, I okay. definitely think these next two points are stuff we want to tap into. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's talk about
0: class changes. Uh... So, I don't know where to start with. As it. a
1: healer, there was a huge amount of salt, particularly for white mages. Like at the beginning of this, uh, when they had the whole uh, group of streamers and, and media group, the media tour, uh, pre strong blood, there was people were looking at this. They were theory crafting. They're saying, oh, like white mage is dead. No one's gonna play white mage." and then we got to it, and, and when we had this class, like, our reaction was the same that they, we had from Yoshida, from other, uh, some other content creators, like, calm down, wait until you see everything. And really, I think that's held up. Like, if you look at these classes, even when I started playing my White Mage, I was very, very, uh, I, did, I wasn't expecting it to be that much different, but then when I started playing it, I got a little bit worried I wasn't healing as well as I used to. Uh, There was a lot more deaths. It was a lot more uh, involved than it should have been. This is content that I should be pretty well geared for, being almost fully 270. And we were taking huge amounts of damage and huge hits. Uh, So seeing all these changes and then getting this mechanic with the lilies, which I still feel is pretty useless. Uh, It has a couple interesting uses, but I still am not a huge fan of it. But by the time that I hit 70 and I had leveled up through all these changes and gotten access to all of the abilities, I really am not finding a whole lot of issues with this. Like, yes, we are a pure healing class as a white mage. We don't have as much utility or damage output as a scholar or an astrologian, which is probably the best healer at this point in terms of usefulness. Um, White mage really isn't, terrible and there was a post on reddit uh, a couple days ago that basically like, last week there was a huge huge outcry of scholars are terrible now why would anyone play a scholar and uh everyone's complaining about astrologers being the best healers out there but someone put a, a really interesting post on reddit that basically outlined the three classes and how viable they are right now and I think their summary was really, really well done in that, yes, scholars lost a bit, but they were extremely overpowered at the beginning. So really, they're maybe a little bit more in line. Like, they're not, they're definitely not unviable. Like, they are still a very good healer, um, and they do offer a lot of damage uh, advantages that uh, White Mage and Astrologian don't. Uh, Astrologian is probably still the top of the line, in which case... Uh, It provides pretty good healing. It has good damage output and it has good raid utility with balance, which is insanely powerful. White Mage provides a lot of pure healing. And that was never something that we really wanted from a class. Like you always wanted that. We never had encounters that were purely uh, heal locked. Like you didn't need a pure healer. You could always go with something with part healing and part utility. So that's why White Mage wasn't so great. And I still think that's the case. White Mage is a hugely powerful healer, but we haven't quite seen the content that they're going to release for this. So really, like, all three healers are still very much viable. They all have their own meta involved with them, and depending on what content we get and what we see, each pairing of healers might be completely reasonable to bring in this. So from the healer perspective, Astrologians are still insanely overpowered and also a lot of fun to play. Uh, scholars might feel a little bit less powerful, but they're still really, really good and white mages have a lot of healing output, so like, there's nothing to be worried about. All of the salt and all of that, the the outcry and everything has been completely overblown and there was actually no reason for it.
0: Yep. I I, I can only speak on my Dark Knight and that um, a lot of people worried that Dark Knight uh, was losing some utility and... That the the fact that they weren't really getting any big changes like warrior or paladin, that they felt like they weren't getting any love, um. I I have to say that I haven't I found no issue. If anything, dark knights are no longer I would I would never consider dark knight an e- the emo class anymore. It is definitely the death metal class, uh, with with new spells like blood spiller and <laughs> and such, uh, and the blackest knight. I am essentially a power metal band waiting to happen. <laughs> so, uh I will also say that the the tanking has changed slightly in the 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 realm of the dark, uh the dark night uh, that I feel um the the abilities that they gave me uh how how the changes uh of my MP regeneration versus um me gaining it and me having to pop certain cooldowns. I am very much more focused. Like, they really did want to re re focus Like, you are managing this tank. You are, like, that is the focus of this. Like, you're going to tank your, like, which is great for me, which is great. I, I need something like that. I can't play a tank that's just, a, like, a straightforward tank. Like, it bores me. Like, the fact that I have to manage my MP, manage my blood gauge manage this new the 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 darkest night shield I uh, you know like that's all things I have to take into consideration and by the way pop that F and shield that's my pro tip like in certain fights that shield is your godsend because the fact that it restores HP can save your ass a lot for certain fights because there are some really t- healer intensive fights and if you could pop that <laughs> if you have the MP to burn and you could pop it and re- and, and get your MP back let me tell you something, darkest night, all day. <laughs> uh, but it's great, I love it. I love the, I love the feel of my Dark Knight. I think Dark Knights are still just as badass as they were. I, I don't even want to talk about the story. I'm going to talk about the Dark Knight story next time. Oh, that story though, melt my heart. So good. I, I will be hard pressed. So hard pressed that that is not the best class storyline in this game. There's no nothing anyone can tell me that it's going to be different. Because it is. it will be the best. And when I tell you what the story is, uh everyone's gonna hate me, because it's so good. <clears throat> um, uh, well, we'll uh, Vladimir, we'll take that question, we'll answer, it. we'll answer it at
1: the end. I'm answering it in chat. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know, know if we'll have time to do it on air as well.
0: Alright, Uh, so there's more of the player skill than the class we can. Well, alright, we'll see, we'll see. Well, I think that's enough for, like, this is really all we have to level so far as our main classes, so... But-
1: I'll I'll, I'll address it quickly just so that, because it's going to be faster than typing now. Uh, So Vladimir asked, so it's more the player skill than the class mechanics when deaths happen on trash? And to that I'd say yes, that's probably the case. But with the big caveat is I don't think that it's because players are bad. I think it's because there's some uh, time to adjust to these changes that have happened. And a lot of times when this happens, like some of the more the top tier or the hardcore players will, they might be able to adjust a little bit faster than the average player. So they'll kind of adjust and then they'll be able to keep going, which you'll see as, oh yeah, this is pretty much the same, but for an average player, it might take a little bit longer. So like, yes, uh, both Flattus and I have done many of the, well, not all, but quite a a few of the extreme primals. We've gone through the normal mode of most of the the old 50 raids at synced, We've done all of Alexander Normal. We haven't touched the Savage content, so by no means are we doing like the top tier rating. But we've done the extremes. We've done all that sort of stuff, and we had no problems with that. We had amazing tanking. The healing was fine. We didn't really die. Um, We could pull off the mechanics, and everything was great. We entered Stormblood, and we died three or four times in the first few dungeons, and we had most... The FC mates in those groups, like all of the players that were there, we knew what we were doing. We still died stupid deaths as we were kind of adjusting to our own stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and that's so why like, I, I will say this uh, between a tank, like, and this is coming from a tank, a person who primarily tanks and a person who primarily heals, that we are very forgiving of things like that. Like, I, I don't get frustrated with people. I, 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 the first thing I ask when I go into something and I see someone's new, um,
1: is we spent two and a half hours learning and relearning. And so I, I think I think we spent three and a half hours learning and teaching uh, both ourselves and other people's certain uh, duties within Stormblood. We spent all day, or half the day at least, this past Saturday, spending time teaching people and ourselves, because we had, were not familiar with it, um, content
0: on this. I, I, yeah, we can't say it, but it's a very specific, I was only going to say it's a very specific, It's it's a very, yeah. So,
1: um, and, and we did this kind of throughout the whole thing too. Like we don't care if we die a million times, like we understand people mess up, people go link dead, people have issues. My favorite time was I was going through one of these dungeons and this tank was freaking out at me because he was pulling literally every single mob when we were effectively at gear or undergeared in this dungeon and had not run it before and was yelling that we weren't keeping the heals up. And the DPS and I were just like, dude, chill. Stop pulling everything because you keep dying. Yeah. I can't heal you when you're taking 30k hits. Yeah.
0: And it, it, that's a lot of it. A lot of people think that since they think they're they're hot shit, um, that they, they're able to go back through like they did in Heavensward and pull big groups Um And a lot of the dungeons are, like I said, they're tank intensive, they're healing intensive. Not that they're like tank intensive in a way that, but the mobs hit harder, and we're just not geared, we're not over geared for these things yet. So you can't just pretend and go in like, all right, well I I did Heaven's Word, I can do big pulls. Everyone just had to keep up with me. Like that's the that's a dick thing to do. You shouldn't do that. Like you really should take it slow, get people used to the content because a lot of them are still getting used to their classes. And that's I would say maybe going in the first. I would base it off launch, which was last Tuesday. Give people maybe three, four weeks. Give them a month to to really figure out, work through their classes, and also give them time because Square may make emergency changes to certain classes. Like if they if they see that like, like maybe Scholar is underperforming, it may be in line with other things. But if they see that yeah, maybe it is slightly underperforming to where where Square feels it should be, they may boost it up, and then you may see. The meta change, and like that's why I say like never. Like the meta doesn't matter. Like like what Reddit posts, what people are finding out, it doesn't matter because it's going to change, and then it's going to change again, and then it's going to change again. Play the class you and, love and, playing, because at the end of the day, you're just going
1: to have more fun with that. The meta really applies to people trying to push the envelope. Like they're trying to hit the, the they're they're min maxing. They're trying to get the most out of their character, and really for I would say at least ninety five percent, if not more, of the people playing this game. That doesn't matter you could play the worst tank class but you could still be an amazing tank for all the content that you run uh, you could be the like white mage has been seen as the worst healer and yet i've been able to heal every single piece of content that i've come across and yes i'm not running uh savage raids or anything so i might not be the most optimal thing for my class but that doesn't matter for most people
0: it doesn't and honestly if we go through like honestly if we end up going through that stuff and we find like we'll be the first people to tell you like i don't understand why people are even fucking min-maxing like i know why they do it it's for speed at the end of the day it's just how fast can we get through the content
1: and for like the remaining like say five percent i don't know the actual numbers i am making them up but for all those people that are doing those sorts of raid there is even a minority within that group that's actually trying to push for like worldwide first clearing and stuff like who want to be the first to do all these things and for them by all means that's that's what they want to do
0: all i want to do is push to see that fucking cutscene, that special cutscene, and fucking omega that's all <laughs> like that's all like honestly that's the only reason i want to go through it to be like i did savage so i could see this one fucking cutscene. i did it maybe i'll get some gear out of it i don't know
1: that'd be fun yeah all right we're very very low on time i want to go through this really really quick uh Everything. I think actually we should dedicate an entire episode to the post 4.0 changes for this because PvP has changed and it has changed a lot. Oh, yeah. Woo! So good. I have seen a few people that are like, oh, PvP is terrible and, and it's going to be horrible. But the most amazing thing that I've seen is I have actually seen people post, holy crap, PvP is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I It's... It's amazing. I, I enjoy playing PvP.
0: Gee, I wonder why.
1: <laughs> now, the biggest caveat to that is it's holy shit. I enjoy PvP as a healer. Dude, it's I'm really sad and I, I am really disappointed that I can't do what I used to do in PvP, which was uh, troll people, push them off the edge, and like chain sleep them and deal damage and stuff. Healer abilities don't allow me to do any of that anymore. I, I can actually push people off the edge, but that's it. My damage sucks, but I can heal still. And now that I have to focus on healing, uh, I can kind of keep people up a lot better. And that is sometimes the difference between winning and losing in front lines, at least.
0: I, I will say that if you have good healers on your group and your in your section, I'm telling you like nine out of ten times you'll win. Like, if you get a good group, like, good people doing, st- like, healers sticking on your group and healing them up, you could, no matter what party takes it takes you on,
1: man, whew. I think the best PvP group we had this past week was, uh, we had three healers, two tanks, and a DPS class, and we absolutely destroyed the other teams. Yep. This was in front lines. Yep.
0: We played a great, uh, I mean, it's been mostly Shattered, but once we got a secure... Uh, I don't think I've done secure yet yeah we did remember the first time we went in we got sec- uh, no not the first time but se- early on we got secure was oh, it seize okay. no yeah we did secure remember and we ca- we were at her and we capped four of the f- nodes and we held them majority of the time we held yeah. them like I was pretty shocked like I was like I am really glad to see these and that.
1: shatter come more into the fold as well like or sorry, shatter not sorry seize and secure uh, secure thank you uh like both of those, I find are really fun maps, and now that they're not capped to fifty, uh, I do like seeing those in the rotation now.
0: What I, like there's something I would like to see though because I don't feel I would see them enough. That's my only thing is I still see Shatter That's more, uh, and I would like to see Season Secure a little bit more. Um, I, I'd also like to see bonuses, like, I would love to see a week where if you run chatter, you get a bonus to Verity or whatever, or you get bonus wolf marks and, and PvP XP. Like, they could do stuff like that, like Warcraft's doing, like, but I, the, this is setting a great base to build upon PvP going forward. Um, so I'm interested to see what uh, the new PvP type they said that wasn't coming in 4.0, but is pushed back to 4.1. I'm super interested in that now, because I really do want to see what it is. So...
1: I think it's also kind of interesting too like right now we have uh for dungeons for roulettes we have the expert ones we have the 50 60 ones we have the main scenario quest line we have leveling dungeon we have trial roulette but for pvp we have frontline roulette we just have one there so i think they could do something a little bit more interesting with that to kind of uh entice people to do it so maybe they have like a uh like you said like a a trial or a pvp of the week kind of thing where uh, you have a roulette that's like all c's or a roulette that, that changes so like maybe one week it's sees, then the next week it's shatter like you just have a very specific roulette that kind of does a weekly rotation or something but i think they could definitely add more pvp roulettes or pvp uh, weeklies or daily type stuff that to entice people to do various things one mm-hmm. of the the interesting things that a um, 2 did when they had their pvp when they for introducing all these changes was, uh, I think it was, I can't remember if it was daily or weekly quests, but each of the quests would require you to do a certain number of a different type of match. So maybe every day it would be like complete five matches of this type or five matches of this type. And then a weekly would be complete five matches of this and five matches of this and five matches of this. So it forced you to do all the different types in order to get uh, different pieces of gear, get different tokens and whatnot.
0: So that would be so bad. I think that would also also force more of the uh, the rotation, the pop. So
1: I, you could also do it with like challenge log, like complete five C's, uh, five shatter, and five uh, secure, and then you get like double the experience that you'd normally get from completing one of those. Yeah,
0: and I will say this. Please, Square, do me a favor. Just one. Please let me queue with multiple people for the front line log daily. Boom. Without
1: the, without the frontline freelancer or with frontline freelancer being default now, I think that's completely reasonable yeah, design I decision. Like we I mean, just let us have it. It's, it's point. like, it's we, no, we had it like, with dungeons and trials and everything. We might as well go right to PVP now. Yeah. And I think that's just a holdover from the whole uh, frontline freelancer thing not existing and then being off by default. Now it's yeah. on by default when you're in a party. All is good.
0: Yeah, might as
1: well. Well,
0: I got, I mean, everything else I think we could save for, yeah, next week.
1: We could have multiple, actually, I think this is probably a good idea. We should probably do multiple spoiler casts and focus on specific things in each of them. Because I think that if we try to do it in one, we will go way over time. We can do that. I'm still thinking that we'll go over time on each of them, but. But we could break it into two parts. (laughs) Between multiple parts of the storyline and some of the dungeon trial stuff that we want to go over uh, Yeah, I, I think that in the next couple of weeks we should do some some interesting spoiler cast stuff.
0: And uh, if you want to talk more about PvP I may be able to talk to a certain streamer big time guy named Joe who does a lot of PvP stuff so see if he'd be willing to come on our show. We'll play and... it by ear. Yeah. It never fails. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull I'll ask questions and maybe pull some strings. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Qu- Joe never fails. Question for question for question for <laughs> uh, And on
1: that note, I don't think I can add anything else to this now.
0: I can't either. So we're not really closing thoughts, but I do have something that I do want to go out on. Uh not every day or any other time or really do I ever get personal on this show, but but I think this is the one time that I will spill some of my personal life into the show um, and it's for it's for a good reason if any if anything um uh, last week and and the week before that I was feeling uh down uh, not only just just general depression really um, about myself and it wasn't great uh I wasn't my normal self which is rare because my normal self is, take take me as the host of uh maelstrom radio which is a, me personified a bit like I'm a, I'm a little bit I'm a little more laid back than I am on the show I, I tend to, to tend to push a little more of the envelope uh on the show than I do normally like on on chat uh, or in discord or in, in the game uh still make jokes but not no I don't I'm not talking about like launching babies <laughs> <laughs> the puns are still there I can't take those away but uh, I, I, did have a bout of, uh, depression and, uh, I made the choice, um, to go talk to somebody, uh, which is, is sometimes hard to do, uh, when you're in, you uh, battling, uh, depression. Uh, it's not, it's not easy to want to pick yourself up and make that call and, and say, I need help. Um, so I'm, I'm telling you that I did because if you are like me and you have a pride issue sometimes, or i uh, just don't think you can make the call or uh talk to a friend talk to somebody um it's uh the the outpouring of people from this community was uh mind boggling uh because i didn't think when i posted that i was going to go seek help i didn't think much of it and then the people i talked to on a daily basis reached out but then there were people that just were fans of the show just listened and have never reached out to me before reached out and talked to me. And, uh, I was just shocked. So, uh, thank you all. Uh, so it's, it's, I've never felt so much love from a community than I do from the final fantasy community. I thank you all from the bottom of my heart. (laughs) And, uh, so on that note, (laughs) I I got nothing else. So uh for Shin. Um Flatus and oh uh um, we probably should do like show promotion, We should probably like whore ourselves out. If I forgot about that. But you know what? Uh <laughs> let me let me uh let me uh let me do one of these. I'll I'll take share of show promotion. I could probably knock it out right before the thing. <laughs> Gonna, Shin's waving goodbye, so everyone knows. And I will do one of these, one of these. And I'm gonna click a button and do that. You can find us weekly here, Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, live here at twitch.tv forward slash maelstrom radio. You can find our recorded show on iTunes, Google Play, Music, and Stitcher. Please give us a like, favorite, and follow, and all the stars and all the ratings on iTunes and Google Play. That's how people find us. Uh, you can find us at maelstromradio.com. You can email us at show at maelstromradio.com. You can find us on Twitter at maelstrom underscore radio. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash radio. Thank you all so much. My name is Flatus. My co-host is Shinder. Next week, we'll spoil the hell out of this game for you. But until CS is all, keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is a production of maelstromradio.com and Blackfire Media Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Opening theme provided by Benjamin Anthony James. You can find more of their music over at soundcloud.com forward slash ben773. Our outro is provided by Sodeo. You can find more of their music over at soundcloud.com forward slash Sodo views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of mails from radio and their hosts and do not reflect the views and opinions of square enix and until c swallows all keep listening